uh, as we have a split and dual worship uh, on today. When the abnormal becomes the normal. And I'm not saying that we should accept this abnormal. But I am saying we must make adjustments to these abnormalities of life. In these confusing times, the saints of God will say like the psalmist, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills in which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. God's people will say like David in the 23rd Psalm, that the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. The church of Christ will say, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. To the world, this may be a time of confused minds, but to the Christians and the saints of God, believe it or not, this is, this is a trying of our faith. In the text this afternoon, Job would say, that I lost my cattle, my oxen, who were the opportunity to produce and harvest. Job would say, I lost my camels, my Uber, and my Lyft transportation services. Job would tell us, I lost my female donkeys, my Bordens, and my Klein Peters milk company, and I lost my sheep, my wool clothing factory are all but gone only to find out that's not all that I will lose. I lost my children, my seven sons, and my three daughters to a windstorm. Then I have been struck with a sickness that has taken over my entire body with infectious sore of balls that perhaps left my body with an awful smell so bad that perhaps nobody can stand too close to me. I found out my, my better half, my wife, spoke words of death and discouragement because all of, our, all of a sudden things got sour and things went bad. She says, turn loose of God's hand and just give up and die. There is no hope and no reason for you to hold on to God in belief that God is still, or if God was still there when he has gone ghost on you and given you the silent treatment. Oh, when a man needs a friend. When a man needs a friend who are supposed to be like family. Job has found out like yellow beezy. He now can say, I've been going through some things. Can't nobody understand me. No, not even family. I've been going through some things. I wish I had a church this morning, this afternoon rather. We in America and in the world have now been made to make some adjustments in life, whether we like it or whether we don't like it. A great deal of what we enjoyed have been taken away from us. Like Job in a matter of months. Some are laid off. Sports have been taken away from us. There are only reruns of past games. Thank God the LSU Tigers won the championship. They can put all of the reruns they want as long as they put on the LSU fighting Tigers. Thank God the Kansas City Chiefs won the championship. 
for all of the fans. They can rerun all they want. Just as long as they rerun the LSU Fighting Tigers and the Kansas City Chiefs. They have now prohibited us to go to the beauticians. Did you hear that, sister girls? Men in the barber shops are now prohibited. Shopping is now different. You have to get in and get out. You can't buy three packs of meats anymore. They only limited us to two packs now. Schools are no longer in session. You can't just call and see the doctor the normal way. They want to know if you're having any symptoms or not and what kind of symptoms you are having. They want to know, are you experiencing a, a dry cough? And are you running a, a fever? Or are you having respiratory breathing problems? You can't even hug your loved ones anymore. And you can't give handshakes to your homies. You can't only, you can, you can only make gang signs. I, I mean gang signs. I, I guess we better make Christian signs. Amen, somebody. People are wearing masks and putting on gloves. And folks who used to walk beside you are now singing, give me, fifth, give me six feet. Give me six feet. It's gotten so bad. The airlines have dropped their tickets. I told my wife, let's go to the Bahamas, baby. Let's go to the Bahamas. We'll go to hotel coronavirus. And some churches have gone to online services. Some want to know, preacher man, is this a plague from God? Well, I stopped by today to tell you, I don't know if it's a plague from God or not. But God is certainly allowing this virus to be for his purpose and for his glory. In Job's case, God was teaching Job and teaching the devil at the same time that I am God and I can do whatever I want, when I want, to whom I want, how long I want, and it doesn't make a difference how you feel about it. The last time that I've checked, oh, that's Nipsey Hussle if you don't know. The last time that I've checked, I am the God of the universe. I don't need nobody's permission to be in charge I am in charge, and I want China to know with all of your missiles of mass destructions that I am God of mass destruction, and I don't need a missile to destroy. I can just let a virus run rampant in the world, and Russia, with all of your hacking capabilities, I want to hack into your spirit and change your mind, and to America with your bad self. The so-called, let's make America great again. Whoever told you, America, that you were ever great? No, America, let's have one nation really under God. I'm the great I am. It's not just one country or two countries being affected here, but it's the whole wide world who is now in a disarray because we, the world, is failing to recognize he sent his son to die for the world and the world has become its own savior, has become its own God. It has become nothing but a world full of idols, worshiping itself. In the Old Testament, I'm reminded Moses and the Israelites were in the wilderness. God sent snakes to bite the Israelites and to kill the Israelites. 
And Moses said to the Israelites of his day, Moses says, if you want to be healed, you have to look up. Look up at the brazen serpent and you shall live. Well, preacher, with the uh, abnormal, not our normal today, what can you give us that will encourage us on this afternoon? Well, four points in this lesson will be yours. Number one, look to God and worship him. Remind that Job says there in Job chapter 1. Job said in Job 1 and verse 20, he says there, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. And what did he do? He worshiped God. Don't tell me you can't worship God in chaos. Old Job lost all that he had. But Job humbled himself and knew that he ought to worship God. Things got so bad. When things go bad, we ought to humble ourselves and pray to God. This is not a time to point the finger at God and say, you see what your God is doing. Where, where is your God right now? This is not the time to point fingers. This is not the time to be arrogant. This is not the time to remain in sin. This is not the time to be stubborn. This is a time to look to God and worship God in spirit and in truth. Number two, this is a time of self-examination. It's a time for you to look at your life. This is a time to look at your soul and ask yourself, am I right with the creator? I want you to know none of us are promised till next week. You can catch the virus tonight and be dead by tomorrow night. This is a time of self-examination. Job's friend, remember them? Eliphaz, Bildad, and so forth. They came to Job and they said, Job, you, you must have done something wrong, Job, because, because this evil have, has come upon you. And any time sickness came at that particular time, they, they equated it with, with some kind of evil. And they, they were thinking that because Job was sick, that Job had sinned before God. But listen, you don't have to sin to get sick. You don't have to sin for the virus to take over you. If God wants you to die, then you are going to die. If he wants to protect protect you, then God will place a hedge about you. But this is a time of self-examination. It's a time where you got to look closely at your life. You got to self-examine your life. You got to ask yourself, is my calling and election sure? Am I right in the sight of God? This is an opportunity for us to look at our lives and see if we have been duplicating what the word of God has been teaching us all along. Then in the third case, Job teaches us how to hold, how to hold to God's unchanging hands. Job says, I'll wait until my chain comes. The church should adjust its spiritual attitude so we can reach our spiritual altitude and say, we'll wait until our change come. We don't know how long God would allow this virus to be, but we'll wait until our change come. Church, you're going to have to trust God. Like Sometimes you're talking to your homies, you say, you know, you're just going to have to trust me on it. God is saying, y'all just going to have to trust me. We're going to have to put not some of our trust. We're going to have to put all of our trust in God. We shall not lean on our own Understand it, but we should put all of our trust in an all-knowing God. Don't tell nobody, but God knows where this virus is going to go. 
God knows how many people are going to die. And God knows how many people are going to survive. But if God is going to be the God of heaven, God got to leave a remnant on the earth. I need you to know that I hope that both you and I are part of the remnant of God who will remain on the earth. And church, not only to remain for ourselves, but remain for the proclamation of God's saving word. Well, we got to hold on to God's unchanging hands. Number four, I have got to let my light shine in the midst of sickness. I've got to let my light shine in the midst of layoffs. I've got to let my light shine in the midst of death. People are dying. You, you know, there are funerals being held that, that the, all the members can't even come to the funeral. They can't even all come see their loved one body off in the grave. Uh, this virus uh, has taken a toll uh, on everybody. Everybody from the crack house to the white house is feeling the effects of the coronavirus. It's in the midst of the church. I want you to know in the midst of the church being scattered we must take the gospel with us. I need you to know God scattered the church before. God scattered the church before and God is scattering the church again. And I want you to know sometimes the church get lazy. Sometimes the church becomes sinful. That God has to allow certain things to take place. To allow us to come back to where we need to be and our focus need to be on God and not on ourselves. The church must not. I say the church must not quarantine the gospel. The church must not quarantine the love of God. The church of God must not quarantine the word of God. We must allow our light to forever shine wherever we might be. Now, now the government is limiting us to what we can do now and where we can go. But I told the church this morning, and I'll tell the church this afternoon, that if we cannot meet online anymore, that the men of the houses, the men of the home are going to have to become the preacher in their own house. You're going to have to pick up the Bible and take a scripture out of the Bible and teach your family what thus says the Lord. You're going to have to take your cracker and your juice and take the Lord's Supper. You're going to have to pray prayers. You're going to have to lay your means aside. And you're going to have to worship inside your house if things get that bad. We don't know where this thing is going. We don't know how we are going to be affected. But know this, that as long as we be faithful to our God, God is going to be faithful to his people. God has never lost a case. He has never lost a patient. God is God. Somebody say, well, where is God now that the coronavirus is running rampant. God is where he's always been, <laughs> in heaven and in glory. Where's your God now? God is God, and he will be God all by himself. Whether this coronavirus changed some people or not, it will not change God, and it should not change the people of the most high God. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm kind of thankful to God that he's allowing the church to somewhat experience what the first century church experienced. 
Amen, somebody. You remember how they had to run and they had to hide and had to meet in different houses so that they could worship God? Now, now we're going to get to feel just a little of what they felt in the first century church. Oh, when your privileges have been taken away. Sometimes we take those things for granted until God removes all of those things from us now. And all of the things that we have enjoyed, not as just Americans, but as the world, the worldwide people. Those things we have enjoyed, those things slowly have been what? Taken away from us. But God still sits high. And as the old folk used to say in Bill Platt, God sits high, but he looks down low. And I'm telling you, God is looking down low. God is not sleeping. God don't sleep. God is still watching and he's seeking faithful men and faithful women who will be faithful to God in these triumphant times you're not a child of God, you come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing that he is the son of the living God and be buried in the liquid tomb of water baptism for the remission of our sins. And God will add us to his church. And all we have to do is be faithful until the Lord comes back again. Whether he comes back next month or whether he comes back next year, it doesn't make a difference. Our job is to be faithful unto God. If you stand in need of prayer, if you stand in need of prayer, Ask the church today to pray for you, and we will pray for you. We'll pray on your behalf on today. As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come?